Hey gang, Sean Geek here. And Fast Fred. And we have two storefronts. If you are a T Public fan, you can browse our inventory over at T Public, which is tpublic.com forward slash Sean Geek Podcast. Or redbubble.com slash people slash Sean Geek Podcast. You can get anything from either storefront from t-shirts, stickers, phone cases, accessories of all kinds. We're talking masks, notebooks, mugs, pillows, totes, tapestries. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Everything's there. Just go to those addresses. Also check the show notes and help support the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, welcome to the Sean, Sean and Geek. <laughs> the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. Done. Well done. Okay, we're going to use that. <laughs> I'll do, uh, well, I don't need to introduce the show, but I'll introduce this guy. Yeah. Who is here? Who is with us? Who's joined yeah. us tonight? Mm-hmm. Is he going to tell us? He's going to keep us waiting. Oh, just some asshole. <laughs> so this is Mark, Mark Kameyer. Yeah. From, uh, we'll, we'll say from Rose of Sharon. Yeah. From the band Rose of Sharon, a tribute to Killswitch Engage. I used to sing that song, dude, <laughs> in my, in my last band. Yeah. It's very, very fun. Yeah, it's very, very fun. Uh, you're also on a podcast called The Podcast Will Rock. And The Podcast Will Rock. We are the, uh, we're not the official, because I don't think legally we're allowed to say that. Uh, we're not the official Van Halen podcast, but we are one that seems to be uh, pretty, uh, you know, high in the ether somewhere that people seem to, if they're a fan of Van Halen and they want to look out, look for a podcast, we tend to pop up. Yeah. And uh, the Van Halen News Desk tends to... Uh, pimp you guys quite a bit so that's good they do and we, we love those guys we love eric sinich over there uh good good people always have uh something nice to say about our show and we use their website for a lot of our references so right. we are very grateful to them and they're the not official van halen news site but they're more or less official because i mean they have ties to yeah. van halen camp. <laughs> so if they're endorsing you guys then you guys are the official van halen podcast in my opinion I mean, I, I look at it as if, if they're saying, if they enjoy it, like if Eric Sinich enjoys it and, uh, you know, Greg Runoff enjoys it and endorses us, then I say, then that's all the validation we need. Damn straight. Hate the haters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I've um, been wanting to have you on the show for a while. I wanted you and Karen mm-hmm. to say hi to each mm-hmm. other. You're both uh, incredible. Yeah, I heard. I heard that's, uh, we, we, when, when are we trying to include him, like? I guess like every time we're talking about something nerdy, every time you always guys. bring up you always yeah. bring up Mark. Yeah, usually there's like a Marvel <laughs> movie. It's like I, I see Mark tweeting online, and I'm it's, like, oh. yeah, I uh, I've I've since like held back so many uh of, or so much of my tweeting time, uh, which is probably a good thing, honestly. If you go back and look at some of my past tweets, like, oh, bro, just go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but but for the most part, I've stayed consistent because it's usually just me ranting about nerdy things, and mm-hmm. that's what I use Twitter for. I use Twitter to celebrate the nerdy things that I love and to uh, uh, shout out the podcast. But then also, I love to just go on and say these people who said this bad thing about the nerdy things are wrong, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that that that's what got me on board. I'm like, we got to get Mark on for this. Like, you love <laughs> I'm very like, opinionated. No, but but it's good. It's you're not a negative opinionated person. You're just I love I love my shit. Yeah, I, oh, but- I try not to be. There there have been there have been times, like I said in the past, where I was just like so negative. But then I don't know. One day you just grow up. 
and or you just have like different perspectives and you start looking at things a different way and you know that's not to say that i'm like oh i'm perfect perfectly positive all the time no absolutely not but i try to be a little bit better because there's a, enough negativity out there without my help but every opinion is a valid opinion like it provides a different sure, perspective yeah. to other people so mm -hmm. perfectly fine yeah we just don't want to shit on people yeah <laughs> people enjoy their stuff yeah, yeah. Karen, exactly. Karen and i've had some pretty strong opinions about some recent marvel stuff but at the end of the day, with sure. Marvel content, I'm pretty happy with that. You know, yeah. the the way I look at it, and I've tried to explain this to other people, and I just I don't think they're hearing it or they just don't want to. The things that we are getting, well, Marvel specifically, I'll, I'll just point that out. The MCU is literally giving us things that when I was a kid, I just imagined in my brain mm -hmm. thinking. I, and I always like to think because I'm just such a movie fan, I always think of things cinematically. I always think, what would, you know what would be really cool in a movie? This, this, this. Or, uh, you know, I really like this comic book. Wonder what that would look like in a movie. Though. And and the MCU has literally brought so much of that to life. And uh, but I mean, yeah, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But that that is what I love so much about what they're doing in Marvel. And that's why I try to stay pretty positive on everything, because I'm looking at it going, well, this story might have not have been as strong as this last story over here, but it, don't, don't, don't pay attention to that last story. Look at this one. And uh, let, let's celebrate all the good things about it. I mean, the, the, like the bad part would be, we don't get anything at all, which was yes. the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, uh, the, 90s. that was the norm. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, and, and that's honestly, that's what I get so <laughs> angry about my, my constant phrase on Twitter. If I'm uh, talking about any of the nerd stuff is, uh, Y'all didn't deserve the MCU in the first place because it's just people that, because we got greedy. Everybody got greedy yeah. because yep. we got all this really great content for a consistent number of years, I think. Mm -hmm. um, like maybe one or two misses, in my opinion, but uh, great content. And it just kept getting bigger and better and more successful. And so why wouldn't they want to just keep expanding it? Why wouldn't they want to keep giving us more stories with new uh, new characters or same characters with new sort of mm -hmm. ideas and adventures? Um, and it's just like, why can't? There was a time where we had none of this. We were just imagining the possibilities. And every time they would attempt to give us uh, a, a movie adaptation in the early days, they were so bad. They were mm -hmm. so bad. But we saw um, every single one of those movies. But we did. Shows, and we loved it despite how shitty they were back then. We because we had to. Yeah. It, we had no choice. That's you know, all you got. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like we, this is what we have. We have to celebrate it, even if it kind of hurts us a little bit. If we don't put our dollars it. behind it, they won't make another one. So we better go see it shitty or good. Mm -hmm. We got to go see it. But you know yeah. what? Um, sometimes we get so critical nowadays, right? Because like you said, there's so much access to everything and um, people have their own standards now. And, um, you know, I have a coworker that um, would watch a movie and like, okay, we have to all rate it. Like from one time, like, why do we have to rate all of them? Can I not just enjoy <laughs> right. it? Which is like, yeah. actually, you know, my, my dad is, um, is a true, still a true like movie person. Um, he only has two reviews in the movies, either I like it or I didn't like it. And for the <laughs> most part, he's just like, I like it. And, you know, I don't That's care if dad. the animation is <laughs> shitty or, you know, the yeah. story didn't make sense. Like, I enjoyed it. End of story. It's still, it's a good movie. So it will qualify as mm -hmm. a good movie, which I'm like, sometimes when I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, I guess, yeah, if you enjoy it, like, then it's a good movie. There's no reason yeah. to, like, tear it apart, right? Or yeah. nitpick and whatever. So sometimes it's, like, very refreshing to just, like, you know, have that simple, mm -hmm. like, point of view and just, like, perspective mm -hmm. in watching movies. You got to figure it out. It's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. I wish more people would go back to that mentality because I, I feel like that has, that's lost now. Uh, Social media has been a great thing over the few last few years. Uh, it's also been the, the internet is great. <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing. Right? The, internet, the internet's internet's great until people start to ruin it. And mm -hmm. you know now everybody's a critic. Everybody has a voice, and it's like it's cool for everyone to have a voice, but also I don't know. Sometimes the most negative ones are the loudest, and mm -hmm. it just like it just please just don't. Instead of tweeting, just don't. How about that? Yeah. Just just yeah. don't. Just yeah. say you didn't like something. Just say it wasn't for me. 
Just yeah. say that. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said but about I mean, Black like, Adam over in DC. I was yeah. Because like, mm, like, why, why, why don't, don't you write your own movie? Let me see you write yeah. the movie and the, uh, do this, that. Right. This oh, is yeah. my Doctor Strange. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> have you ever seen that one, Mark? Uh, I have seen the first ten minutes, and I said I'm good. <laughs> you got to be tripping balls when you watch it. I know. It, then you, then you really. Apparently you really so. That's that. That is the consensus that I heard uh, throughout the years about that particular Doctor Strange adaptation. I'm, like, oh, you aren't watching it in the right frame of mind if you get I'm, my drift. I'm going like, to oh. tell you a story about that movie because we had this great yes. video store in 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 Bohunk, uh, Bohunk, New Brunswick. That's not really where I'm from. It's right next to Bohunk. Those, actually. those are words that I believe <laughs> exist. <laughs> Bohunk. Population varies, but uh, it was this place called Midnight Video, and this the guy that ran that place would get like the coolest shit and like the like the like trauma movies and stuff, and and I mean we were a small we were a town at the time, uh, mm -hmm. our, our our town was, I think we were like population four or five thousand, so it was very 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 tiny, right? So, but this guy, man, this guy brought in the best videos, and people would drive from like the city to our yeah, town yeah. to go to Midnight Video. It was it was awesome, but um. I go in there one day and I see Dr. Strange on the shelf and I'm like, this modern hospital may seem worlds apart from the days of ancient sorcerers, but for psychiatrist Stephen Strange and his beautiful patient, this is where those worlds collide and the nightmare begins. We're here interviewing the founder of the LaFay Method, a woman who in the last few days seems to have taken at least a part of New York City by storm, so to speak. Here to tell us more about it is the force behind the LaFay Method, Morgan LaFay. Ms. LaFay, can you tell us just what it is exactly that the method does? Quite simply, it unlocks the hidden potential within you. It's a way of realizing your own powers and using them to get what you really want out of life. Over his own hand. pushed him over a railing in front of him. Nothing Stephen Strange learned in medical school could prepare him for an attack by an evil sorceress from the fourth dimension, a villainess who can only be stopped by an earthly master of the mystic arts. Come in. Thank you. You're telling me you're a sorcerer. I came here to try to help a patient of mine. Come and take him into our domain. Now it's up to Stephen Strange to take the place of the Earth's last sorcerer. Have I become the sorcerer? You should learn whose powers to respect. Come along for a fantastic adventure into the fourth dimension with Doctor Strange. I, I, I didn't even like, we don't have internet back then. I'm, I'm a kid. Yeah. No. How am I going to know about these movies coming out? Like I couldn't buy Fangoria magazine or or any of those magazines. Especially that one, which was like obscure as shit, man. Like they uh -huh. they were trying to bury that one. But let me tell you, my buddy Richard and I, we saw that movie. We we're like, are you fucking kidding me? We rented the movie. We watched it all the way through. His parents came in. What are you watching? They saw the guy with the mustache. Looked very similar to another guy with a mustache in a, another type of film. Very oh, I knew where this was going. Somehow, some, somehow his dad was familiar with the other actor. And he's like, what are you guys watching? Does your mother know you guys are watching this? <laughs> because the, the music... Uh -huh. There was a lot of like, yeah, you, yeah. You know, oh, it's it's very very stylized. Let's yeah. say for the time period. For those of you not in the know, you can go to YouTube and look up the '70s Doctor Strange and uh, have yourself a time. Um, I again, myself I've only like made the first film. ten minutes. Yeah, I forced well, yeah. myself to like that film because what else am I going to watch? I mean, I had a similar. It's so funny you say that. I had a similar experience. I grew up in this town. Uh, actually, I relive in it now. Right outside of Nashville is called Mount Juliet, and there was a video store there. Uh, like for this was a particular video store that you went when you wanted to see or find a movie that you knew for whatever reason, Blockbuster or Hollywood video, like the big chains yep. didn't have. You yep. knew that they didn't have because the obscure ones. If I wanted to watch a Godzilla film, I had to go to this store. Yep. Uh, you know, and I, I grew up on those old, old Toho uh, uh, Godzilla oh, yeah, movies. Um, but this store also introduced me to the uh, 
McFarlane toy line, you know, the Todd McFarlane's toy yeah. line, you know, the, the kiss dolls, very famously a kiss the uh, dolls there. The, uh, yeah, the dolls were there. Like, I didn't realize that was a thing. And, you know, my dad was a Kiss fan. He's like, oh, my God, we should get them. <laughs> so he never did. But uh, but that also, but because it's McFarlane, that's where I got one of my first looks at what Spawn looked like uh, mm-hmm. outside of a comic book. So, like, that's awesome. But also, Dad, I don't know what he did, but he must have talked to a guy who was able to score him a one of the infamous bootleg copies of the 90s Fantastic Four. of the world's greatest comic book adventure. Four heroes on a daring mission in space, but something went wrong. Genetically transformed, they become the most powerful superheroes of all time. Forces of evil are out to destroy their cosmic power. Fight them! And to survive, they must utilize all their strength. To put an end to their arch nemesis. Doom? It's clobbering time. Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> yeah. And see, dad, dad was like, dad didn't read a ton of comic books, but he did read quite a bit of Marvel. And his his two books that he read a lot were Iron Man and Fantastic Four. Nice. And so like those were the dudes. So he was so excited that he got his hands on a copy of this because he <gasps> said, I don't even remember what he, he I think he only just kind of knew there was like an urban legend behind it, like the, the forbidden film where like you can never find this film anywhere, but it exists. And dad's got a copy. So, of course, oh, we made a copy of the, so the when, second so we got home. When was this? Like, Well, that that movie came out. Well, it didn't come out at all. No, but no. it was filmed in, in like 94, 93, yeah, something like that. So it literally was not much longer after that. Really? Was, he got a copy I mean, back then. Yeah. Like I said, to this day, don't do not know how. Don't know how he did it. And then, like I say, of course, we took it home and he made a copy immediately before we even watched it because yeah. he's like, in case something happens, like yeah. we want a copy. I think the dude even at the store even gave him permission. He's like, yeah, go ahead, just make a copy. It's fine. <laughs> um, and I tell you, kids, uh, I w- we watched it and I had to really force myself to enjoy it because <laughs> at that time I didn't have a lot of Fantastic Four exposure. You know, I hadn't been reading those comics yet. Um, and they didn't, I think, they didn't even have one of their animated or no, well, they had the sixties uh, animated series, but I okay. hadn't seen that yet. Uh, so I was like, okay, so that's, that's what this is about. All right. Uh, Dr. Doom's kind of cool. But I could barely understand what he's saying in, in that mask, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's what I tell you. What? Thank you. Honestly, Johnny. Take my advice. Keep your. Cool. <laughs> like the precursor to Bane from Tart Night yeah. Rises. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like at least dr doom sounded menacing whereas tom hardy i love you as an actor but i don't know what that bane voice is all about to this i studied day, the still... um i studied the fantastic four 1994 film because i really wanted to get into character dr doom is my reference yeah, like, yeah clearly clearly <laughs> um but yeah so we, it's so my story is a little similar to that except for uh we i didn't get caught watching it i was encouraged to watch it <laughs> have you seen and it? i did and that's what we had no no i've not seen the fantastic four movie so on, I I Doctor Strange, it's on YouTube. I think it's on okay. YouTube. You can yeah, it. it's on YouTube. And there's also actually there's a documentary 
on yes thank you on tube uh tubi i think it's it, it's on for free it, w- okay. it was on hulu for a while but yeah i think it's on tubi now but that doomed it's called doomed because the movie was doomed from the start <laughs> yeah. and that story is fascinating and yeah, all the, the actors like everybody who worked on it's all there karen that's your homework no, homework doomed. doomed on tubi gotta watch it <laughs> the, the documentary is fantastic because yeah. those poor actors you know production people like they wanted to make that freaking film and they, they just were so excited happened. yeah and unfortunately, um, if you're a big, I mean, we all in our own way love Stan Lee and his legacy, but that doc, unfortunately, really does not do Stan any favors uh, for where his mindset was at at that time. Uh, he comes across really bad. So yeah, he does. that's what I'll say. He was, I mean, he's, he, he can be a good dude, but he can also be, you know, I don't know. He was the editor in chief. He was, he, yeah, he's a businessman, you know, he, he, and a, a, a very popular business at that. Yeah. So, things happen sometimes uh people make decisions that are not uh, good for everyone's business just for your own business and eh, things you know whatever time heals all wounds i'm told right jack kirby finally jack kirby's estate finally got paid so golly Oof. Yeah. that's a whole other thing yeah, <laughs> we, whole other... we don't have time to get into that oh no, no i um i just bought a um i just bought a trade a jack kirby uh, trade that uh i haven't read it yet I, I'm, I'm saving it for like a weekend read because i'm mm-hmm. reading it like i'm going to be reading it from front to back in one go like there's there's no doubt oh yeah but it's his eternals run complete oh the complete run yeah yeah one trade with complete run i have the one that neil gaiman did which was Mm -hmm. actually quite good Mm -hmm. oh yeah i i do like the eternals movie karen i do too does not (laughs) it's fine not a fan yeah but it's okay (laughs) but i think i grew up on the curve like i grew up on kirby like i'm a little older than Mm -hmm. you both but i grew up on kirby kirby was 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 a legend you know, it was Kirby. I was like kind of the tail end of Kirby in the beginning, the beginning of John Byrne, who who took oh, yeah. Fantastic Four for, for forever and did a lot mm-hmm. of Spider-Man stuff. So like I, I was Superman. trying to go. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. His run on Superman is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something else I got to go pick up. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how this podcast goes. Like we always yeah, get the like, rail. Like, yeah, no, we we're we're going to nerd out here. Beginning. It's like, okay, yeah. great. <laughs> no, no, that, that's good. We got to nerd out. And sometimes uh, we have to like uh, uh we have to cap ourselves because otherwise you know you go on like one tangent and then it's just like next thing you know there's like you know so many branches in this conversation. I mean, my my old or my my current podcasting partner Corey can tell you in our in our previous exactly. Yeah, Corey can tell you because I used to have a podcast called Rantings of a Maniac. I was the maniac, and it was literally just episodes <laughs> of me ranting about dumb nerd <laughs> shit most of the time. Or metal music, but one or two of those things. Like metal music is really nerd music, and I think that's why it I, is. I like it so much. It's totally nerd. <laughs> it was music. started. By, that's what's so hilarious about it is like there were there was a time where guys doing metal were they had to be the tough guys. They were, were tough. Like we don't yeah. do that nerd shit. It's like bro, this this genre was created by nerds. I don't want to hear it. Get out of here. Like before the show, they're like, hey, I've got the Fantastic Four, or I've got I'm reading. Yeah. Man, you reading Sandman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go freaking. Like so much of Led Zeppelin is inspired by the Lord of the, Lord Rings. Of the Rings. So like, like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> like, Rush is just all nerd shit. You know, just like, just, just accept it. It's fine. What? Exactly. Get into that nerd shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, there was a Marvel movie that was. Well, no. Do we want to talk about what's been going on the last couple of weekends? box office talk a little bit of dc's kind of get a big overhaul 
Karen and I have talked about it a bit, but kind of wanted to get your your two cents on it mm-hmm. too. The big sure. overhaul from James Gunn and and then the mm-hmm. M movie where they drop a little mm-hmm. nugget in the oh the uh, the cameo appearance. Well, well, there's the cameo appearance. Do we want to spoil stuff, Karen? Are you okay if we spoil stuff? Yeah. No, don't spoil. I haven't seen it. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen, seen it either. It. But I've I've heard. Oh, okay. I know about the cameo. <laughs> the, the yeah, the cameo is the one thing that got like spoiled in in the marketing like right before the movie actually dropped. And I go, why would you guys do? I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. There's a, there's the mentality of because it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah. also that you're you're sinking your own ship. Like, why would right. you do that? Like, don't mm-hmm. do that. Come on. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, 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 like we don't have to get into spoiler territory. I just think that that particular the particular cameo that we're thinking about is uh, I, I don't know what to make of that, except for it sounds to me like the marketing department just decided who cares. Yeah, so, for, just, you know, because yeah, it's, it's the it. end of it. Uh, I haven't heard. I don't know what the box office numbers look like on this new Shazam. I had heard from a few uh, sources like review sources that I actually kind of trust most of the time that the movie's not terrible. It just feels like it's lacking a few things and then unfortunately they have to go into this movie with the mentality of this is probably not going matter. to continue yeah like <laughs> yeah. it probably doesn't matter yeah. i mean that's where that's where everybody was with uh black adam ironically mm-hmm. which is is connected to shazam mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and that's hilarious uh, did you hear the story that dwayne johnson refused to make a cameo appearance in uh shazam fury of the gods because and i believe the quote is and i'm paraphrasing but check that quote uh I am in the big leagues. I'm not dealing with amateurs. Like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> you, bro. You don't know what character you are. You, yeah. like, you don't know. Like, you, oh my god, it's it took you, you did ten not plus years. Yourself. No, it took you ten plus years to make this Black Adam movie. Which, a, okay, we're doing that, mm-hmm. and then b, like, you don't even know who the character is you're playing. Like, you don't. Yeah. I, oh man, and I like Dwayne Johnson, but holy god, yeah, this really whole this. <laughs> I don't even know, man. He is. He is. Whatever uh, face he likes to try and save during press tours and junkets and things, he just decided, nah, I'm just yeah. going to say what I want. <laughs> I will say, though, like when all this before the movie came before Black Adam came out, there was this whole thing with him, like his but my buddy Henry Cavill, he's kind of getting mm-hmm. shafted by WB. I want to look out for him. You know, we've been buddies for, you know, when we were both nobodies and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And looking out like that at face value looks phenomenal. It looks great. You know, sure. it's like, hey, he's trying to help his buddy out. We all love Henry Cavill. We all have a crush on him. Yeah. We think he's awesome. He's <laughs> yeah. a big nerd. He's actually one of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's and he's and he has the 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 producer capability, the ability to raise funds and raise interest in projects and get mm-hmm. projects made. But he's one of us. So we all love this guy. So when The Rock is is trying to use his muscle to help him, we're all like, yeah, let's do it. And then when Black Adam came out, and then all the stories about how he was trying to I don't know, bully, but kind of push his way through. Like this is uh, the black Adam universe or, or like kind of all that stuff. It's like, <laughs> he went from like the most likable person to, to the most arrogant. Yeah. To just yeah. another Hollywood douchebag. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It just, and I think it's because he won just really didn't understand the character. I think someone told him years ago who black Adam was and gave like kind of a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And, and Dwayne probably said, that sounds cool. I want to do that. Uh, like, I'll play an anti-hero. I never get to do that. I'll, I'll play the anti-hero. Uh, and, I, and then just never could get the movie made because, one, nobody wants to see a Black Adam Black movie Adam. because a Black Adam movie <laughs> that exists, but no Shazam, like yeah, Captain like Marvel, Sh- whatever you want to call him, originally it was called Captain Sh- Marvel, like without Shazam, it doesn't yeah. work. It just yeah. does not work. I mean, even 
And they try, I mean, to their credit, I guess they tried because they said, well, we have to at least pull in some other, uh, you know, DC mainstays to give this thing some life. So Which was uh, they'll move. fight. Yeah, it's like they'll fight the Justice Society, but only like three of them. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. like you, you, you gave us three cool ones, kind of, or three or four cool ones, but you didn't write them very well because god forbid someone tries to steal the spotlight from I mean, didn't deadpool <laughs> one have some x-men in it but he couldn't like they, they were joking about how they couldn't have the budget to get more x-men in it like but but the Correct. way they played it was actually worked mm-hmm. yeah it they worked because it's it. funny it and it, yeah they joked about it whereas the, this first of all the, the the justice society just shows up out of nowhere like we, oh. we've never yeah. in in the in the previous dc movies which were kind of connected at the time not once was the justice society mentioned but yet amanda waller is there she knows about them she's like what, I, I okay just the inconsistencies throughout black adam plus the fact that one of the most charismatic entertainers in the world Dwayne the rock johnson is the most uncharismatic he has ever been on screen in this movie is just was just baffling on top of the fact that nobody cared because that nobody was interested in the movie and then also it didn't matter it didn't because we had already heard the news that yeah this is probably not going to go any further even if you all love it yeah he hyped it up so much too hey like he's like Mm -hmm. i spent all this time making this you know perfect movie and uh, and you see it it was like oh like nothing new (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's like you didn't maybe maybe yeah maybe there was a perfect movie in there somewhere but we certainly Mm -hmm. didn't see it when it was released because if you love black adam out there kudos to you but it just was not for me yeah there's one podcast that karen and i listened to and they just raved they, they were like this mm-hmm. is like better than anything marvel's put out in years when they saw it and i'm like really? if you say so I, I, well, you know what you're I the audience think. for it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like they all right they made it for you so I, mm-hmm. I i love that you i mean people love the venom movies and i do not i want to love the venom movies but i just don't yeah i, I went on an assignment <laughs> for venom too i'm still a little sore about that one Ugh. That one, okay. honestly, that one, that one hurts me more just because uh, I loved the team behind Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, I loved the yeah. casting of yeah. Cletus Cassidy. I thought that was brilliant. And but well, the end result just did not do anything for me like I was hoping it would do. It, it, it just didn't. Um, but uh, and then do I even want to mention Morbius? Because I was going to say, I was going to ask if you've seen it. I, still, I, only, I haven't my, yet. Still, my, my girlfriend and I only recently watched it because it's on Netflix currently at the time of this recording. Um, and I said, I don't mind telling you, I, I said to her, I was like, this would probably be better if we're, uh, if we take an edible and uh, watch this thing, because I have heard so many, actually, I know more about the memes and the jokes than I do about the film itself. So, but it didn't look very, very good. So let's watch it. And I'm here to tell you one, I recommend taking an edible before watching it. Cause at least you'll <laughs> laugh. Uh, but I don't know what that was. It looked like it could have been a movie. But I don't think that's what it was because it never there was no story. There was no plot. There was just scenes that kind of uh, into that story, you know, like, that, like, well, they, they kind of stuff. They kind of want to if you put the scenes in the particular order, good editing, by the way, then you, you kind of get something of a story. But then by the end, it really falls apart. And so you're just maybe left the going, Blu-ray, maybe the Blu-ray version has a re-edit the movie yourself. Pick the put the scene in the order. That would be fun. Pick your own adventure. Pick your own adventure. Time edit options. (laughs) Actually, I would I would be so into that. Give me a a Morbius. Pick your own. Would you like him to dance or not to dance? (laughs) Well, I didn't see him dance before. Let's see what he looks like dancing. Go ahead, (laughs) go ahead, Lito, dance. So maybe half their like half the money they made at box office. Box office. Everybody thought it was Mobius from the from the Loki show. Oh my God, it's a Mobius movie. Woo! 
what the hell is going on here? <laughs> that would be that would be hilarious. I would I want to talk to those people that made that mistake. Please, like whoever you are, reach out to me at Mark the Bat on Twitter. I want to talk. <laughs> you know, I still think that it would have maybe done a little bit better if it was like you know done like 20 years ago you know if it was yeah. the first movie like i feel like maybe it'll cost like early a little bit of... 20 20s yeah yeah because i was like i don't but, know but but even so i think one yes i think you're right but even so morbius's biggest problem is that well there are lots of problems but we'll just anyway there was no real spider-man connection in the movie you know that's not a spoiler that's but what just about I mean, that that's like a post credit scene where they tried to forcibly shoehorn the spider-man connection <laughs> I mean, well, you said it. They tried to forcibly shoehorn a Spider-Man connection, but at no point in this movie, maybe slight spoilers, at no point in this movie whatsoever, maybe it's on the cutting room floor, a scene or two, but at no point in this movie is there a mention of Spider-Man until you know who shows up at the yeah. end, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever when it does happen. Um, and you can't have, it's just, it's my problem with the Venom movies too, amongst other things. You're using these villains that are inherently Spider-Man based. Venom does not exist without Spider-Man so, at all. Like just by, by the story. I mean, I know they did it, but like, did did you think that was a better call? Um, Morbius is his whole like. Uh, you could do a movie without him, and they tried, but at the same time, it's like, well, okay, but his whole journey is almost kind of dependent on running into Spider-Man and having like these, just like in the animated show from the nineties. And then that way, if, if they really wanted to thrill us go like, Oh, by the way, here's a secret cameo from Mahersha Ali as blade. Oh, what we brought in blade. Uh, that, that would have been cool. Um, it like might've been yeah. cool, but yeah. I, I feel like they wanted to make these like bad guys. So likable, like mm -hmm. there's, there's some, there's sometimes they make movies. I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna make a Cruella. I'm like, um, yeah. guys, like Oof, they yeah. still, uh, at yeah. the end of the day, this is a woman that wanted to murder puppies. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care what well, your background nice, is. She's nice. She's really nice. I don't yeah, care no, what I mean, happened not. in the past. Yeah. D yeah. Disney's Disney's obsession with doing these solo villain movies and trying to make them likable is beyond me. But I did but like yeah, Maleficent. No, they... Maleficent for me worked. And that was out of all the live action recreations of the animated ones. It's the only one I actually like. But I always think that well, like when they get God's to the point when they're villains, one, <laughs> when they become villains, like. Is this yeah. justifiable? Does that movie justify that? Am I supposed to like them because, you know, they wanted to, again, kill puppies? Like, that to me is, like, just unredeemable. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, that's that's irredeemable. We're all, we're all um, animal people 101 here. I, I think that's the worst crime. Something about Hollywood's obsession with, uh, they see that sometimes anti-hero movies do really well. Mm -hmm. And they just assume that every anti-hero movie will do well. And especially if you throw it in like an anti-hero superhero, like people love the Punisher. They'll go see the Punisher. He's mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Yeah. But that is because the P Punisher story is very specific. Okay. Like, and he, he can have like a big arc because he is usually a solo act, yeah. but you can't keep making anti-hero movies from these like side B level characters. And yeah, I'm sorry. Morbius is a B level character. Uh, they're trying, they've been trying to film a Craven, the Hunter movie. And as, as good of a villain as he is for Spider-Man without Spider-Man, Craven does not work. Doesn't his whole work story, his whole story revolves hunting around the, the fact that he's game. hunting Spider-Man. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what it is. Uh, I actually read an article today. That movie will probably not see the light of day. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I don't know who's putting the kibosh on it, but it's, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's happening. Hopefully Kevin Feige's like, can y'all just not over there? Just, yeah. just stop. Just stop. <laughs> what? Like they, they let Marvel make the Spider-Man movies. Like, why don't mm -hmm. they just, I, I know they want to make the money. They want to make all the money. They want to have all the creative control, blah, 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 yeah. blah. But they know they, they know they need Marvel to, to have a billion dollar Spider-Man, anything like, yep. you, you don't know yeah, what it's, to do with the yeah. Spider-Man stuff. 
Marvel's proven that even Spider-Man without any of, you know, the villains that they already were already over on the Sony side, mm-hmm. like Marvel knows what they're doing. Like just, yeah, I'm not saying give it to them, but you can collect the money and Marvel will make the movie. You can collect your cut and be done. Like, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's, that's what they should have been doing. That's what they should have been focusing on. I think uh, they probably tried that with Morbius, but by the time uh, the, the Marvel studios kind of, had some input. I think they just decided to hell with that. We're going to do what we want. We can do it. And like, okay, suit yourself. <laughs> Had that work out for you. You but know it, why it's, it's because venom, the first venom movie was unusually. And in my opinion, bafflingly. So uh, successful. Yeah. It made a lot of money. Yep. And I, I, to this day, I don't get it, but that, that gave Sony all the, the leverage they needed or not leverage, but they just, all, all the, the confidence. Yeah. yeah the, the confidence, the motivation go like, you see, you see, we, we can, can do, do this. <laughs> Maybe we will do that Sinister Six movie that we were trying go to do years it. ago. And, and like, so, yeah, well, yeah, go I for it. And we had a Sinister Six of a sort anyway. You're just retreading the same because they had, it was a villains, villains united against Spider-Man and Spider-Man three. So then what, like, what's the whole point of you guys doing it? Like, to be clear, you mean No Way Home or Spider-Man three? Oh, sorry. No way home. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, oh, which, which one are we talking about? No, no. <laughs> uh, but you yeah, know, no, you're right. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Um, if uh, Marvel's running out of ideas, I feel like um, Spider-Man has a uh, good enough base and there's a lot of stories that honestly Spider-Man would do well as a TV show. Really like so many episodes, but I think it's also so big now that um, they're not going to do that because they're going to put Spider-Man in the big screen, right? Yeah. But I mean, realistically, yeah. you know, they're pumping out all these TV shows and I like... Spider-Man would do so well in a TV show because yeah. there's so many well-known villains and so many like storylines, right? Like for Spider-Man, that um, mm-hmm. it would probably be a really, really good like TV show, like that X-Men. Like you know, look, I don't know why they're not thinking of the <laughs> yeah, like for the X-Men animated show, like you get to see a lot of the storylines that you grew up on in the comics. Mm-hmm. See, if you don't have really enough well. ideas, right, to make mm-hmm. one big movie, like right, do do them by episode and they would do so well as like 30, 30, 45 minutes, like episodes or whatnot. You know what? I think this X-Men as a TV show, live action TV show, like would be great. They tried that uh, multiple times. Generation Um, X. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Generation X, but they, they ran into too many legal loopholes with that one to, and also they just had no money. So that just ended up kind of in the crapper. Uh, There was a show very uh, kind of a short lived show. uh, I can't remember what network, but it was called mutant X. Yeah. I remember that one. And that was supposed to be also an X-Men show. And um, they got just hit with copyright infringement like that, that. So they had to change the names. And then eventually it was just like, just a complete story change. The only correlation to that show and the X-Men at all was just the use of the word mutant and the letter X. And I was um, a huge fan of Mutant X, like, like the comics, yeah. Mutant X. It was, it was so awesome. The show came out. I'm like, oh my God, they're doing, and this isn't Marvel. And it was just like, this is not, no. And, and then, I, and then after that, they did, yeah. And then a few years ago, they did a show called The Gifted, which was about the mutants in the X-Men world. I don't believe they ever used the term X-Men once. Uh, even though they do, they did exist. Uh, but you saw a lot of side characters, uh, a lot of like C list, D list mutants were, show up. Were they really bit. though? Really? Yeah, like Polaris, the daughter, uh, the yeah, second yeah. daughter of Magneto, what had a big role in it. Bleak really? had a big had a big role in it. Yeah. Um, they kept alluding that Cyclops was in the show, but it actually wasn't Cyclops at all. I think. Um, and I think maybe uh, Havoc was in it, but I could be making that up. Um, but a lot of a lot of the mutants only like deep cut fans might know. Uh, or no. really involved in it. I would yeah. know. Um, gift. I didn't. I didn't I watch it. I too, didn't realize. I didn't know if that was the that gift or not. Yeah. Okay. Um. But it was. Uh. And I tried. I did the first two episodes, and I went. 
I, we're focusing a lot on the human parents and I just don't give a shit about that. I want to see the mutants. Yeah. <laughs> give me the, like, give me the mutant stories. Like, it's cool if we want to spend time with the kids. The kids are the one with the powers. Cool. Mm -hmm. Give me more of that and then incorporate some other stuff. Why would they Pro focus on the parents? <laughs> because parents uh, the, parents because the, the father, I can't remember who the mother is at the top of my head, but the father was uh, the guy, I believe is, is Steven something. He played Bill Compton on True Blood. So he was still riding high from that. Right. And people are like, look, we got the True Blood guy in this show. Come watch it. And like, cool. We don't care. We don't. <laughs> is, is he a vampire in this too? No. Is he a mutant? No. We don't care. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it. But it, it ran for like I think three seasons. But it just I don't. If ask anybody, I don't know who watched it. Um, the only successful X Men TV show other than the animated show, uh, well shows because the animated ones are always really good. Uh, the live action one has been Legion. Yeah. And Legion was just so bizarre and wacky. I loved and, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they could they could only really uh, they couldn't outright tell people that this was like a mutant show. Right. You had to watch it to find that out if you didn't mm -hmm. already know like who Legion was. But uh, as as good as it was, it I don't think people were ready for it. And I don't think people. It was early. Totally it was understood. ahead of its yeah. time. And it uh, and I think I remember the marketing for that was like, oh, it's a show that portrays. um like schizophrenia or something, right? Like I think that was yeah, the marketing, yeah. which was like it was. It's also a Marvel, like you know, character. Yeah, so it's like this is this is Legion. This is Charles Xavier's son. Like, and they, I mean, and they did like reveal that, and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, so if you're if you're just watching as a casual fan and you don't know, but you do know who the main X Men are, and you hear that name, you go, oh, holy shit. Um, and it was good for what it was, but also you could never find a way to bring Legion that Legion into. Uh, like, I don't know what they're planning on doing with the MCU as far as yeah. X-Men go and mutants. There's no way you could bring Legion into it without, uh, I don't know, you'd have to do a lot of work. You'd have to do a lot of work yeah, to make yeah. that uh, believable. No, but that was a, a very creative show. Mm -hmm. I really like the uh, creative liberties that they took on that show. That um, And then you go back and watch like Dark Phoenix and like, <laughs> second dark phoenix that we ruined like, like such a simple story yeah I'll, I'll have to come back on another show to just to explain why the uh x-men franchise at fox studios just makes me sad because it's just it just goes it's it goes from here to here and then boom real fast but then uh, it has little the moments where it starts to dip up yeah little moments little yeah. moments like deadpool deadpool 2 like okay we're doing it and then logan like oh my god you guys are really doing it and then dark phoenix mm. No, the less said, the better. Yeah, I had such <laughs> high hopes, but I will say, I will say that the, the soundtrack for Dark Phoenix is actually quite good, and I do use it when I'm writing. I use it all. Oh the time. yeah, actually, yeah, yeah it, it's actually fantastic. You know why? Because it's '90s. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think we're gonna let's cap it here, guys. All right, let's see, see how long we can talk. Like, I'm, I'm sure if we just like don't cap it, like we'll just Dude, won't yeah. Don't give me an excuse. <laughs> I'll keep going. No, that was fun. That was good. Um, yeah. the where where do we find you? Where you can you find me at uh, yeah. Well, what I'm doing, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and uh, you can find me on my show and the podcast will rock. We are the Van Halen podcast. We spin a wheel and we discuss one track uh of Van Halen's catalog, and we just we just discuss it. We we're sort of rediscovering the band uh after all this time. Um, we're we're longtime fans. We're not experts. We're not rock historians. So let me be very clear clear about that uh because i feel like i always have to bring it up <laughs> we're not experts we're just fans rediscovering a band uh through analytical eyes uh so you can find me there and the podcast will rock me and my podcasting partner Corey morissette uh and then also uh rose of sharon a tribute to kill switch engage i'm in a band there uh we play in the nashville area for now 
but we're looking to expand and that might be in the works pretty, pretty soon. So, uh, and if you're in the Nashville, any, any people listening who are in the Nashville area or are close to it this Saturday, I'm not sure when the, uh, this podcast will, will air. Perhaps uh, it's Friday. Okay. Uh, well, if you're, if you're in the Nashville area, if you're hearing this and it's not March 25th, uh, come on out March 25th to the East side bowl. We're playing a show along with other tribute acts, such as thunder kiss, six, one, five, a white zombie tribute and vulgar display of Nashville, the <laughs> Pantera tribute. We all, and I'm telling you both, both these bands, great dudes. We love them and they sound amazing. You're going to have, if you want a show full of nostalgic metal, you are in for a treat. Yay. So please check that out. Gotta like the metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And you can find us at Sean. Oh my God. At Sean I can't say it as sexy as fast right does, but I'll try. S E A. He can't do it. S E A N M C G I N I T Y dot C A. There you go. See, it's um, in the blood. You got it. <laughs> it's in the blood. Uh, and you can, uh, that's the, the Sean Geek and Fast Fret and Karen B podcast. We'll see you guys on the flip side. I'm going to stop recording.